0: The Production Expert Podcast
1: with Julian Rogers and Dan Cooper. Welcome to the Production Expert Podcast number 418. It's May the 4th, 2020. I'm Julian Rogers. I'm Dan Cooper.
2: And I'm Sarah Carter.
1: We've got some great deals from Arturia, Avid, Isotope, Sound Particles, Editor's Keys, Focusrite, and RSPE on our deals page. So uh, go to our deals page. Let's go on to the Talking Points, sponsored by Arturia.
2: Hello, experts and listeners. Pro Tools Expert Talking Points is brought to you with the support of Arturia.
0: Arturia has a wide selection of software effects, including three compressors, three filters, three preamps, and three delays you'll actually use. The latest release, three delays you'll actually use, includes Delay Tape 201, Delay memory brigades and the unique and experimental delay eternity a bundle of selected effects called the audio fuse creative suite is also included with all audio fuse audio interfaces follow the link in the podcast uh, or visit arturia.com
1: to find out more on the effects you actually use okay talking points um we were going to talk about studio ergonomics Um i'm think I probably speak for all of us when I say, uh, I've been spending quite a lot of time in my studio uh, under under lockdown, and uh, it really makes you kind of uh, take a look at it. It's not like I don't spend a lot of time here already, but um, thinking, well, if I'm stuck in here for the duration, it needs to work for me, and uh, possibly kind of not damage me or make me unhealthy while I'm in here because, uh, yeah, the options for going somewhere else are kind of more limited than usual. So that was what we were going to talk about. Um, who wants to kick off on this? Um, Sarah, I don't know very much about your room. I I know it's got a carpet in it. That's pretty much all I've got <laughs> so far. <laughs> but you work from... A, it's a bedroom, isn't it, in your
2: house? It is, yeah. It's it's a bedroom, Um, just a, a standard uh, double bedroom in a, a what you'd find in a typical... British house these days Um, and um, I it's I have to kind of because of the situation the layout of the bedroom I've got to kind of fit into one end of it as snugly as possible so I've had to kind of pare down and work on a, a small desk if I can at all if I can if I can get away with it and I've managed to do it I say it's quite snug but it but it works well and and it works well for me Probably because all, all I need to do is just mix music or, or master music. So and I work all in the box. I don't use outboard gear. So I've managed to keep everything quite lean in that respect. So but when I was setting things up, I was very mindful um, of doing it in the best way possible. But in, in terms of uh, my back really was what I was mostly concerned of, um, concerned with. So I went and got a, a decent chair and um, I started out, as you may or may not know, I started out at the BBC and they were really hot on this sort of thing, working at workstations and it all being very um, um, health and safety correct. Did, you, did so, you have your
1: workstation assessed by somebody whose uh, yes, job it was yes, to do that? Yes, yes. Did they give had- you a little plastic like step thing to put your feet on
2: yes yes and a big you-
1: gel thing to go under your
0: wrist
2: yes yes my
0: workstation station gets assessed all the time by my wife who also shares my studio and she assesses it like this it's a mess it's dusty you need to clean it
2: yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah we we i to that end i've got a little i should have it as my find of the week actually it's a nice little kind of uh, a little duster that I use and go around and and clean all my various bits and bobs and dusty surfaces quite regularly because I'm a bit of a neat freak like that. So I'll save that for another week maybe. But uh, no, the BBC used to have um, laminated sheets that were kind of blue tacked to every workstation that had the ideal sitting position so that you could check that you were...
1: Oh, I know the diagram with like angles... on all your joints and stuff yeah yeah yeah
2: so i was that was kind of drilled into my subconscious i think so i set things up as best i could with a footrest and uh you know a wrist uh rest and a, a decent chair that's that's adjustable and the screen at the right height but having said that i do use two screens and one of them is above the other so um that isn't ideal. Um, so I'm aware about when I'm spending too long looking at whatever I've put on the top screen. But um, but yeah, that, that's it really. I, I work with um, an artist mix. I work on Pro Tools. I work with an artist mix and I've also got um, an MC Transport jog wheel thingy. Uh-huh. And then a computer keyboard, one of those uh, Kensington mouse... Trackballs that you see in a lot of the studios, the expert mouse is it, and um, yeah, then my interface and hard drives and speakers. And so everyth- stuff. everything's
0: an easy reach, then. Yes, Every- you've got everything in your in your zone. So if you put yes. your arms out in front of you, you're not reaching or leaning;
2: it's there. It's all there. Yeah. So
1: where's your monitor yeah. controller?
2: Um, I use an iPad um, that. I, I have the Studio 192, the Studio 192 mm-hmm. from PreSonus as my um, interface. And so I use the UC Surface, and on that, on my iPad, I can use the switching, the yeah. speaker switching thing. Yeah, yeah the that's buttons.
0: good. Yeah, I've got the same. It's it's a neat little system. It's yeah. weird at first, isn't it? When you think yeah. I'm controlling my interface that's over there, that's <laughs> the boss is. I, I put it on, the, on my rack for exactly the same reason. But my iPad is always right next to me.
1: So yeah, UC, yeah. done. It's great. That's it.
2: Yeah, job done. So, so yeah. So what
1: doesn't work about it? It all sounds pretty sorted, but does it yes. work? Do you have, you know, uh, persistent, you know, physical niggles from working too long in, in one position? Or does it kind of, you know, do you yeah, leave I had, lithe and fresh?
2: I had the issue, because it's all quite small and compact, I was too close to my speakers relative to their distance apart. Mm. So I needed to sit further back which then meant I couldn't I couldn't reach my desk <laughs> without reaching which is not yeah. going to work. So I had to I found online this desk extender thing which has got two big kind of U-shaped hooks on the bottom of it and it hooks under and rests on top of the front edge of my desk if you know what I mean. Yeah. So it extends the desk by about Mm. Just over a foot by the look of it: I'm oh, thinking sure. of
0: the things that you have on the side of barbecues, is that right yeah, Something I guess similar That
2: sort of thing you just yeah yeah, yeah, so there that, having that in place, then I put my computer keyboard on that, and then on my actual desk, my real my real desk, um, I place the um, uh, work surfaces, the controllers nice um and the uh, computer monitor, which is a big apple. Twenty-seven inch uh, Apple display, Thunderbolt display, one of the old ones. So it's kind of it is kind of cramped, but but yeah, I still get uh, back pain. I'm afraid, which has been bothersome, certainly for the last couple of years. So I I need to sort that out. So I was kind of interested in that standing desk idea, um, but I can't think how. I could get how I could make that work for me with the, we, with all we the cables. come to that. So. Ah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've I've had a, I've had a busy weekend of thinking. Um something that always always bothers me about this stuff is um you must have seen on kind of like bespoke studio furniture the 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 slide out keyboard tray. Mm. Anyone ever As a MIDI of
0: controller keyboard, uh, tray, oh, or either?
1: You know, I mean, you can get ones that you put like a qwerty keyboard on, but I'm thinking very specifically about the ones with, that you've got like a MIDI controller keyboard on. The whole idea being that you can slide yeah. them out from underneath.
0: We we own one a Zoar
1: desk. Does it work?
0: Yes. Is it? Yes, it does. It does, but it does make I I feel the height, the top part of the desk, maybe an inch higher than it should be. This is, is my this is, is my me. issue
1: because there is this. I mean, it depends how fussy you are, but if you're Installing a keyboard, it should be at the right height, and there is a height that piano keyboards go at, and it can't be too low anyway, because otherwise there's nowhere for your legs. Well, no, the, but, the keyboard feels too low,
0: and yeah. the top bit where you would have your computer keyboard feels too high. Mm. So and you see these ones with like
1: eighty-eight note controllers in, thinking that's not going to work for me.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
1: Because mm. this is always the thing of like if you have if you have a keyboard, I mean, I've I've got a little twenty-five note there is an audio axiom which i really want another one of the best best controller for me because i just i like the key bed but i've also got um a digital piano uh which is over to my left right angles which seems very kind of standard a lot of people seem to do this but if you're plumbed into your monitors then you're kind of craning round to hear it so i've seen a lot of people set a little b pair um you know, at uh, 90 degrees to everything else just so that you can, you know, play at the at the keyboard and be in the centre of the stereo image just so that you don't feel like you're in the wrong place. Mm. But uh, yeah. Yeah, this is part of the reason why I, I like this thing because it's actually a proper digital piano with built-in speakers, the best way to go with something like that because then you can power it up and play without powering up the rest of your studio, which is a biggie for me because it's an instrument after all. But And I digress slightly. Dan, what about your stuff? Sir? I mean, do you have any... Have you had any kind of issues with layout and stuff? I mean, actually, your studio yeah. is really unusual, I think. Anyway, just because um, I'm I'm very very preoccupied with natural light. Uh, I think it comes from. I worked for years underground, never bothered me, and I changed jobs and I went into an office that actually was above ground, but it had no uh, no windows, and for, ugh, I don't know why, but it really bothered me, and I, th- I think I technically became a plant. During that kind of like year and a half, I was in that room <laughs> because I just honestly, I mean, I was just hanging around windows like you wouldn't believe. I just needed natural daylight. It was, you know, it's the effect it has on you physiologically and, you know, yeah. with your okay. mental health. Yeah, everything. I can
0: explain it. I can explain but it. it wasn't I know why teaching. you don't,
1: but you don't, you specifically have, you know, yeah. blocked out sun- sunlight from your.
0: No natural light comes into my studio, and I, I found a way around it. in in, in kind of a fake way of doing it which helps first of all the main reason why i don't have uh, any natural light in the studio was um, for the soundproofing so i had the opportunity to build this studio out room within a room and i thought no i don't want anywhere that where there could be leakage i'm going to be putting a drum kit in here so that was the first reason second being because of my partially sightedness um my eyes don't work very well um at all especially in Days like today where it's beautiful and sunny outside and perfect blue skies, um, I squint a lot and I find it hard to see. But what happens if the light temperature changes in a room, it could be bright and then it could be dull. The focus is really slow in my eyes. So having a consistent balance of light really helps me to get my focus and work not mental focus, visual focus. So I can look at a screen, look at my control surface, look at my outboard gear and not keep kind of hunting, you know, um, for focus. Um, The best way I describe my eyesight is like an old digital camera from the early noughties. You know, you go to take a picture and it's like zooming in, zooming out, trying to, you know, find that thing to focus on. That's my eyesight. And having changing lights uh, really kind of yeah, it makes it difficult mm-hmm. for me. So that was the other reason. Uh, so that's very reason, bespoke indeed, is what I'm that thinking. That is, that's, yeah. That's something that suits you, although that
1: it doesn't is, necessarily yeah. suit everyone. Yeah, yeah.
0: Very much. Uh, and the third reason as well, because I do make content down here with cameras, and I find when you're shooting lots of videos and, again, the temperature of the light changes, it could just be a cloud coming over and it comes through the windows, you're all over the place when you're trying to colour between lots of different edits so yeah a few reasons there that are unique to me but really the first and main reason was um to aid soundproofing And i know you could have done triple glazing and all these other bits and bobs but i didn't
1: want to have uh glass as well from a security point of view so this window that that you didn't particularly want would have been expensive and inconvenient and compromised your soundproofing in my opinion, yes. So, yeah, yeah. no, I mean, it, no, it makes absolute sense because, yeah, for you it's not a priority and you're not, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Part of the least yeah. resistance there, definitely.
0: And I'm happy with it. And if, to be honest, I can still get sunlight. So this morning when I wasn't doing anything in studio really, I was just doing emails, I had the door open. Plenty of light came in. So it's, you know, it's not like it's underground in a cave. My door can be my window if I choose. And I let a bit of fresh air in, hear the
1: birds. Yeah, it's nice. Mm. Fair enough. Um, mm. So, I mean, we were talking about monitors and monitor placement. That's actually been a real headache for me recently. But, um, uh, well, I mean, Dan and I both have the same speaker stands. Um, I've got, I've got two pairs in here. But um, uh, wh- wh- who, who makes them again? Ultimate support. I see. I, I don't even remember that. I'm looking at them from here. But we went for different heights. I got the we tall did. ones. You got the, the smaller ones. I mean, this... A lot of the reason why I did that was because I'd, I'd done measurements and stuff. And I mean, we all know that kind of on a two-way monitor, you probably, you, you really want your, uh, the, the bit between the, uh, the HF and the LF drivers to be at ear height.
2: Mm-hmm. Actually, for mm.
1: me, um, I'm a little bit low by kind of, you know, not by a lot, by maybe kind of like three, four inches possibly. And I could change that and I could do whatever. But actually, that was a deliberate choice because the other way I'd have been been a little bit high. And knowing what I know about how I respond to speakers that are either too high or too low, I'd much rather have speakers that encourage me to stretch up and sit up straight and elevate my head rather than the other way around speakers that encourage me to crouch. So this Mm. is why it's kind of like... It's a bit like if you ever set a mic deliberately too high... Because it encourages the right posture yes. in the singer, is that kind of thing. Yeah. And if you take it too far, you end up with Lemmy, which possibly <laughs> yeah. doesn't work quite. But you know yeah. what I mean. It's, it's that kind of thing. I'm I'm going to jump in on what uh, Sarah was saying about the standing desk thing because I used to have a standing desk. I made it for myself in my in my office. This wasn't in the studio. It's just in my office. But um, you know, in your typical office, uh, you you'll very often have just kind of like a worktop. Sitting underneath like that, you get that Dado trunking that's got all your power yes. and your network ports and everything. And and, mm-hmm. and that was kind of what the setup was in there. And I spent my whole time just uh, – I worked on a laptop. I didn't have a desktop computer anyway. And uh, I would—I was very aware that I was just kind of spending a lot of time sitting down. So uh, I just made this kind of – of out of a broken tabletop and some bits of wood and stuff and made this thing that kind of s- pretty much hung off the top of the uh, – uh, the dado trunking and had some legs at the front it was just the right height and i could just put my laptop on it and kind of you know bits and bobs and perfect and i still had my chair and where i used to sit just kind of like you know three or four feet to my to, my, to, to the side but the idea was that i thought i'd probably hang around where my computer was and it worked perfectly and it was great really nice and you were energized you could think clearly there was no issues physically with it and i just came away feeling really good i really want that back and the thing that stops me from doing it here is what do you do about monitors? If you have a standing desk, mm. what do you do about monitors? Finding speaker stands high enough to take your speakers up high enough to do that is not easy. If things start to get that high, then you start to get stability things. So if you yeah, if you had yeah. kind of like a, you know, a 60 inch speaker stand, would you be happy putting, you know, a medium size, you know, monitor on it? Something that mm. may be kind of, you know, up to maybe twenty kilos. I'd start to feel a bit nervous about that anyway. And you do get these, it's, it's the sort of the commitment thing as well of just kind of like, do I actually want to have to stand all the time? Yeah. <laughs> Not have yeah. an option but to stand. And I've looked at these, have you ever seen these extendable up and down uh, standing desks? Yeah. They've kind of got a motor on them. And I'm thinking, well, that just looks like a wobbly piece of rubbish. And I was doing a bit of a bit of research and uh, – and uh, Ikea is selling a kind of like a sturdy version of their old thing I've seen before that uh, I just rejected because it just looked flimsy and not suitable. And I've been doing a bit of research and it looks like it's pretty good. And I was thinking, could I actually do that? It's not, it's not a lot of money. And uh, it goes high, goes plenty high enough. And what could you do about the speakers? I've kind of come round to this idea of I've, uh, Studio Spares do some clip-on speaker stands that you can kind of, you know, screw up and grip onto the side. I mean, you could even drill them in or something if you wanted to. And I'm thinking if I would just got my little Genelecs and mounted those on there, had my main monitors on my tall speaker stands, which got left behind and kind of disappeared behind the desk when I was in the standing position, but I could then just press a button, drop them down for proper listening and having access to a small pair of monitors when you're that move with the table. I'm kind of coming around to this side. I quite like it. I definitely like the idea just because, I don't know about you, but do you stand up when you take a phone call? Uh, yes. You do, yeah. Dan. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sarah, what about you when you're on the phone?
2: I do both, I think. It depends where I am when the phone rings. <laughs> okay.
1: I mean, I'm talking kind of like, you know, if you're sitting at your workplace and the phone rings.
2: Yeah. Um. I guess I stay, I, I stay seated. Okay, I all think. right. But I, I always can appreciate, stand. I can think, I know what you... Might be leading on to. Mm. I do think better if I am walking around mm. whilst talking to somebody. If I am trying to work a problem out or work through a problem with a, with a with a person, then it can help you think better, get the blood flowing to the brain. So, I am not sure
1: why it works, but we're, I think we're all kind of agreeing that it does kind of work. This this whole idea about standing, um, something I used to mix a lot on a D control, and I always wanted that D control to be. Higher so that I could stand and mix. Because apart from the fact that it's physically quite a big thing and you're sort of moving around and, you know, moving from play, I mean, admittedly, on something like a D control, any control on it, you can bring it to you. But, you know, if you're trying to do a couple of things at once or something, but it was just a very different feeling mixing, standing up. Hmm. Yeah. And I think what it comes from is it comes from live sound because that's where I I learned to mix. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, we all, I mean, Dan, I know you've done live sound. Have you done much live stuff, Sam?
2: Um, I did, at the BBC, um, but um, um, more so standing next to the monitor engineer whilst hmm. I was kind of keeping across what was happening. But live, so. you,
1: you stand, don't you?
2: Yes, yeah,
1: very true. And it's yeah. it's a very different physically. It's a very different thing. And yeah, I, I I like it. Get the blood moving, keep things going. Ah, on the subject of standing, and then I will uh, kind of uh, let someone else get a word in. But um. I was playing with the uh, with the Avid Control app, which uh, which I mean you know I, I use it a bit. It's not really part of my workflow particularly. I mean I don't have uh, a dock or anything, and I mean I've had one before, and that really really builds on you know makes the, the app makes perfect sense once you've got a dock. Actually, it's, it's it's a very good combination, but the the app on its own not so much for me actually. But since they've done the new version, and the new version also brings an iPhone version or, or a phone version, I assume it's available for Android as well. Android. I've, for a long time, I've been a fan of the uh, mix checking by listening from outside the door. More mm. familiar with that one. Do you ever do that? yeah like judge the level of a vocal particularly or how the snare's sitting oh, against the, the kick yeah. that kind of thing and just kind of get out to some diffuse sound and i I've, I've been a fan for a while of this idea about setting up a like a, a bluetooth or uh, airplay or some kind of wireless speaker uh, and uh, just kind of just sending out from your mac out to there and you can hear it from the other room and i was thought yeah you haven't got to get up or anything and when i saw that i thought actually this is this is great just because just get the uh, vocal channel up on uh, on, the, on your phone and uh, just set the track running and just step out on the landing, you know. Have a listen from out there and then you can just adjust the taste, come back in, check what you've done. And it's, it takes out that to and fro business if you're actually mm. removing yourself from where you are. You can do that with an with an iPad, but for some reason I just don't. I just don't pick the iPad up. But there's something very different about just going for a walk and it's such a natural thing to be doing, to be holding your phone. And, yeah, and maybe I've got a little bit of the gimmick thing of like I can control Pro Tools from my phone because, you know, you didn't used to be able to do that. So mm. maybe there's just a little bit of that in there as well. But, yeah, that's my kind of tip for those kind of moments is, yeah, set it up and actually just kind of take it with you and tweak from, uh, from somewhere else and get a different perspective because while, while we all understand the sweet spots, the place where you want to be, it's not the only place to be. Do you know
0: what? Another uh, point of interest for uh, uh, studio ergonomics is your wrists. It's so important to support and look after them because I have many times ruined my right wrist with um, mouse and working on my C24 and typing, uh, playing drums, playing piano. Anything in this room has has affected my right uh, arm. Mm. Um, And it takes a long time for that to uh, go back to normal. And it's painful. It's usually between the middle and index finger down. Um, I get this pain. And years ago, I worked out, because I had my mouse at the wrong height, uh, which was a real pain. Um, <laughs> pardon the pun. Uh, but I also realised um, my C24 was at the wrong height as well, uh, where it's a nice height to be able to see it from a visual point of view. Um, I've got this little foam thing. It basically supports my wrists. It's like uh, the little uh, foam support you get on a mouse mat but it's a nice long one i've got and it sits underneath uh at the bottom of the faders and i rest my wrists on there and i can use it when i'm typing or when i'm moving faders and it really helps oh, so ten- so just like this kind of yeah. padded leather yeah. leather bit on a on a proper console yeah, yeah that's absolutely. it but this is you know 10 quid off amazon and it really makes a difference without it you know because sometimes it drops on the floor because the sticky side has run out it's like whoa this desk is too low for me I've got to find it put it back and it's like, okay that's good it works my wrist at the right height and this pain um, yeah for the most part about 18 months now I haven't had it so something so simple like that can make a huge difference so as soon as you start feeling pain in your wrists you need to look at your studio or wherever you spend most of your time most likely it is your studio if you listen to the Production Expert podcast and try and work out what it is it could be the mouse it could be the height it could be you're reaching ever so slightly too far for one little thing could to be investigate. Your chair. Could, could be a chair. Your chair.
2: The, the arms on the yeah. chair could be the wrong height. Don't yeah.
0: don't work. Don't work with pain. It is so not worth it. It's
2: it only so gets worse.
1: It. it does. It only gets worse. People always um, talk about wrist pain with RSI, and that's something I've never experienced. That actually, I mean, my tendency is I tend to, I, given the choice, I tend to sit higher than I should, um, and this and that can be quite bad. But. um I haven't had it in this studio actually, but in my previous studio, I had a real problem with my shoulder. My right shoulder, at the end of the day, was really painful, just kind of around the shoulder blade and stuff. And it was absolutely the angle that I'd got between, you know, my, the mouse and my elbow and wrist and all the rest of it. But it was mm. it was working at the other end of the limb, if you see what I mean. And that was about that was about height. And my my temptations always, if I've got a height adjustable chair, to take it right up so I'm right above things. Um keyboards dan um uh do, do you have a, like a proper stool at the piano yeah okay because i'm i don't actually i've got a drum stool which is completely thrown but you know what I mean. yeah no, it's no no <laughs> drum. drum stools are drum stools i don't want to get into that with the no i've got a, i've got a
0: two-seater or two-person drum stool which is nice when me and the kids play down here and that's adjustable as well um so i always make well, sure a the drum sofa that no, no, not a drum sofa, a piano stool. That's oh, for two see. people. Okay. It's oh, okay. nice, it's height adjustable
1: as well. And I, I was talking about for drums, I was thinking a stuff that. two-person drum stool. No, you know? Imagine Is that, that? yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do kick, I do hat, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, um, no, with, with this, no, I always kind of tend to sit too high and that's something that will get your wrist straight away. I mean, have if, if you ever tried to play like, a gig on keys standing up? Yeah. And yeah. I just I don't know how people can do it. I can't, I can't, I can't last sixteen bars standing up at that kind of elevated angle.
0: You know, I mean, okay, if well, you've got some really yeah. tall stand, but you can, you can do it. Um, years ago, I did my left knee in when I was a gigging musician. Uh, and I, I thought, well, it's because I'm was doing Hammond, loads of was live it? shows. You were doing the knees. No, no, no. I was, I was a guitarist. No, no, no. I was a guitarist. And I thought my left knee after about a year was causing me lots of problems. And I worked out it's because I always put my weight on my left knee with the guitar around my neck because my right foot would be forward, usually hovering around pedals. Mm. So I ditched pedals so I could balance and you know even my weight out on both feet and it went away so i
1: stopped using pedals yeah i just think i just think guitar <laughs> should stop using pedals anyway i've done yeah, far yeah. too many gigs that have been held up by somebody's heath robinson yeah. pedal board <laughs> pedal board <laughs> yeah i can't play without them why not <laughs> but, you, know, trust know. Them you can
2: yeah
1: uh, so, yeah absolutely no that's that's uh, it's it's an interesting one about playing because that's you know a, for most instruments a bit more um physically um I don't want to say demanding because it sounds like kind of exercise, but I mean it's uh, it's uh, much stricter. It's, it's, it's It prescribes how you hold your body much more, put it that way. Mm. And uh, certainly uh, the keys thing has absolutely mullered me before. I used to work with somebody who uh, used to used to do an awful lot of uh, teaching of kind of like, uh, you know, the whole kind of like music teacher looking over the top of the uh, the upright piano at the front of the class, keeping the kids in order, that kind of stuff. And she used to do lots of, lots of stuff for kind of like for, for dance classes and do the repetiteur stuff and accompanists for exams and all, all that kind of stuff and she could play like a blinder standing right up with kind of wrists almost vertical, and I could never understand how anyone could ever do that, but it just goes to show
0: another point is uh, your display Sarah, you did mention this earlier you've got yes. two displays one on top of each other. you know that the one above is going to cause yeah. you to crook your neck a little bit yeah. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> really important to get that right. Again, I did my back-in many, many years ago because I had my two displays at the time, two 21 inches, um, up too high. I don't know if you guys remember the old Quick Lock um, uh, uh, workstation. It was like a cherry yes. red, nice curved thing. You know, about 500 quid. You could put some rack gear in it. Really nice. I had that. And of course, you know, you've got this uh, upper section where you can put your monitors and your display. Um, but was way too high, way too high. And you couldn't bring it down. And I worked that way for years and I realized I would be leaning forward all the time and up just to be able to see these displays. Um, and my back was going, I had one client who was in his mid forties. He looked at me and went, you're, you know, getting up from your chair, sitting down. I can see you're in pain. I went, yeah. And he went, don't ruin your back. You know, you're a young man. I think I was about 24, (laughs) 25 at the time. So don't do it. You know, if you ruin your back at a young age, you're always going to have those problems moving forward. I quickly got rid of that and got the display on uh, like a, a, a one of those um, mounts that you can pull it in and out and up and down. Made a yeah. world of difference. And they're not expensive. Yes. They're not, again, So, they've got something to clamp it onto, 50 quid, something that can support the weight of your display. And seeing as it's, you know, in today's modern DAW workflows, it's the most important bit of gear. Um Besides all the other recording equipment we've got, of course. But your display, you're going to be looking at it all day. You'll want that at the right height, at a comfortable height. Um, you shouldn't have to augment yourself to be able to see it. So uh, you've got I a top and that. bottom display, Sarah.
2: Yeah. So I'd what's got, on which? I, well, I thought that what I would do would would be to have the two, the edit window and the mix window on two separate screens. I thought that would um, hmm. that that would be how I would use them. But in the end, it turned out that I, I was doing everything Pro Tools-wise on the larger screen, on the 27-inch monitor. Command-equals isn't
1: that hard to find. I, I'm with you there.
2: Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But I I don't know. I I guess maybe I, I thought that because I'd come from working on audio consoles that I would most likely want to... Um, be across the, the the mixer window as well as the edit window but mm. as it turned out I di- it doesn't I mostly work in the edit window now but um, I still use a second screen but I tend to use it for things like um, project notes um, you know where clients have um, expressed particular ways they'd like certain things to sound um, I might I might have a web browser open I might have uh, Apple Music open, you know, or t- or the Tidal app. Open. Cat videos,
1: yeah, yeah, totally. No, I'm... yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's other, but you're you're doing a one-window yeah. Pro Tools thing. It's interesting yeah. you say about the the edit window, mix window thing, because I I'm starting to feel a bit old-fashioned because I I I spend most of my time in Pro Tools in the mix window. To be honest, I've I've mm-hmm. never been somebody who likes to show all the stuff down the left and work that way and it, it comes from working in working in old you know 4.3 format crt monitors yeah um, and yeah, it yeah. took up too much of the screen to do it that way mm. uh, but you know since since we've gone you know 69 or more it's perfectly oh, yeah. viable but i've just never really got into it but the whole two mm. two monitor thing i've never bought into just because you can only look at one at a time so why don't you just bring the window you want to you because you know you've got that right under your, under your fingertips A uh, mix edit window shortcut and if they're side by side, it just completely messes up your monitor placement.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's how I had them, and yeah. and and I had my monitors far too wide, you know. So I had to. And then um, you were going
1: to the other end of the room to get. Yeah, 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 yeah and I was,
2: ta- yeah. So you know, it just it seemed to make sense for my setup at the at the time. Um,
1: I want someone it, to invent an acoustically transparent monitor. That would be great. As in <laughs> yeah. Yeah, monitor screen. Uh, the, the, I suppose the only thing—I I mean, I have—I st- would like to—I I haven't done it yet. And I know there's all sorts of ways of doing it, um, uh, of uh, parking plug-in windows onto onto a, an iPad screen on a Mac, because that's mm-hmm. something that would actually benefit me. Just stuff like loudness meter and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which at the moment I I, <laughs> I have the a corner of the uh, of the of, of the uh, loudness meter poking onto the screen with most of the plug-in out of the way. Uh, mm-hmm. Just so I can just keep an eye on, you know, momentary and integrated and all of that. And it's I don't need to see the whole window. And the only time I ever think about it is uh, is when I uh, put all the windows away for some reason. And if I do uh, all three modifiers, W, to hide all floating windows, I go, oh, it's gone, and I bring it back, and it comes back in the wrong place, and it's just kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, so it, very specific thing, but yeah, I need to be parking these things off screen. I could fix that, but you know what it's like, you know.
2: Tools expert podcast is created using Source Connect Now from Source Elements. Register now for your free account at now.source-elements.com.
1: If you've ever tried to do interviews over the internet with apps like Skype, you'll know how hit and miss the audio quality and connection can be. And even on a good day, it isn't really good enough for a long-form interview. We now use Source Connect Now, which offers ISDN equivalent quality audio using a Chrome browser. No software to install. To get your free account, follow the link in the podcast notes. And moving on to Find of the Week, which is sponsored by RSPE Audio Solutions. RSPE Audio uh, are up and running remotely. Their
0: team is set up and working from uh, the safety of their homes. And their sales staff are available by phone, live chat or email to receive and process orders. They have everything you need to build or upgrade your home studio and ensure you can continue to work from home. If there is anything they can do for you, please don't hesitate to reach out or shop online at rspeaudio.com.
2: So, Sarah, what's your find of the week? Well, I'm currently reading a book, um, which is called... It's quite an old book, so it might not be new to many people, but it's Mixing With Your Mind um, by a very well-respected engineer who came up under George Martin at Air Studios in London. And I'd been aware of it for some time, and and a friend had recommended it to me, and... I actually got round to getting hold of a copy about two weeks ago. So I've been um, working my way through it. And it's a lovely book, just as a book, really. It's a hardback book, but it's it's just really good quality. And it's nice in your hands. It's quite small. I think it's about a, A5 size. And it comes with a ribbon so that you can uh, keep your place instead of folding down a corner. And it opens flat which I like in a hardback book. So it's just a nice book to hold. But apart from that, um, it's just got some interesting concepts in it. It's more a book about the psychology behind mixing and mastering, really, rather than the technical ins and outs. So if that's the sort of book you enjoy reading, then it's probably not for you. This is more about um, separating your left brain from your right brain um, when it comes to mixing and recording music. So there are some really interesting kind of, uh, unique concepts in there that i that given the age of the book, I was surprised I didn't know about. Um, some of it is a little dated. It still talks about analog, um, mixing, uh, with an analog console and tape and it only, it only touches briefly on digital, but, um, but some of the concepts still follow through today to our current work workflows with DAWs. And if you've not read it, I think it's really it's really well well worth getting hold of. Um, you've got to you, the only place you can get it though is on the author's website, and it's quite expensive. I think it's about four. It works out at about forty pounds or fifty US dollars. The author's based in he's in Australia, so um you've got to wait a little while to get it as well but it's you know it's not cheap but it's it's only like if you were to buy an educational textbook or something um so um i yeah i i've been surprised and learned some new techniques in there that i um that i you know I'm not saying I know everything, obviously, but um, a lot of things that you read and see on YouTube these days, you, you've kind of been aware of it in one form or another. But there were a few points in the book that really surprised me. So I'm enjoying it. So cool. That's my find of the week. <laughs> mm.
1: Fantastic.
0: Dan, what about you? Uh, my find of the week um, is Adam Audio S3, S3V's S Uh very nice studio monitors. Me and Julian have been talking quite a lot over the last year, haven't we, about monitors, um, mainly in just phone calls between us. And Julian has said many times, you want to get yourself a set of three ways in the studio, you will love them. Julian, you're not wrong. Uh, it had to be Adam Audio because that's, that's you know, the brand I like. My ears uh, do do like the Adam sounds. Um, although these things are so heavy, I almost gave myself a hernia. They're 25 kilos <laughs> Each side, uh, which was not easy um, doing it on my own, but yeah, they're in place. They sound lovely, and suddenly I'm okay with lockdown. I'm all right. I'm all right with it. I've got something to do
1: uh, and <laughs> something to listen to music
0: with. They're very nice. Uh, and yeah, I
1: bet you're listening through all your stuff you've heard a billion times before and going, oh, and getting that new yes, new angle on it.
0: A new angle on it. Uh, even my own mixes, uh, doing a couple of like little you know, play around mixes and things as well. They're lovely, really detailed, got lovely depth. Uh, I'm not going to use those silly uh, descriptive words like they're not fatiguing and all that sort of stuff. No, they're a good quality, punchy sounding set of monitors. Uh, They sound fun. Uh, About four grand for the set, which which is pretty good. You know, there's quite a lot you can get uh, in that price range. Uh, I'm going to keep them for a little bit longer um, these could very well be my next monitor. You know, hmm. I've got another hmm. old set of Adams. They um, they starting to show their age a little bit. They're uh, they're not great. Um, unfortunately, that one of them is starting to fart quite a lot. So you know, I know it's, how it feels, it's never good. So yeah, it's yeah. time. It's time for my next ten year <laughs> monitor. You know,
1: um, there's so much could, you know, potential for th- for a three way crossover and three separate drivers to completely ruin stuff. That anyone who gets it right, it's kind of like well done. Because we all know that kind of adjusting two things at once isn't necessarily easy, but adjusting three things at once, you're into balancing radiators territory. And I mean, that way, madness lies. If anyone's ever tried to do that, argh. so yeah. No, nice one. Absolutely brilliant. My one is, is, is interesting because I feel very late to the party. You were saying, I've been saying to you about, oh, you want to get some three-way monitors. I was talking to a good friend of mine uh, who uh, who is who's teaching uh, or was teaching, but at the moment he's kind of uh, doing everything very remotely, indeed, because of because of lockdown. And he teaches uh, a performance course, load of music students, and um, it's it's really hard to look after those guys. If you if you're teaching kind of you know tech savvy students, you know a bunch of producers or something, and you say, hey, you know, uh, go home for a few weeks, play on your play on your computer, and send me what you've done. That's that's imaginable, you know. <laughs> That's, mm. that, there is a way that that can happen, but a bunch of, a bunch of guitarists and singers and drummers and whatever, you know, it's, it's, there's, they need to be in the same place as each other to do productive stuff. Anyway, uh, I was asking him how, what he's been using to, to get them to do stuff, and uh, he pointed me towards the Spire app, the Isotope Spire app. It's, yeah. I'd not checked it out because I've, I've never had the hardware and I hadn't actually clocked that you can just use the app on its own. And no, it's yeah. hilariously simple. It's yeah. brilliant. I just, I just sat down and was just like stacking harmonies, just like sitting at the piano going, oh, I'll do something crunchy and weird and something that I'd never be able to do by ear. And i just building these stacks and playing them back. And the, the way the mixer works is brilliant. It's
0: like the Isotope plugins, that visual mixer.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I do, I do. Maybe there is a way, and I haven't found it yet. But uh, uh, as you pull stuff back and it gets quieter, I'd quite like if you could turn it off, so it, so it got got a little bit wetter as well, got a little bit of reverb on it. That'd be quite fun. That'd be interesting. But, You're yeah, right. Yeah yeah, 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 But anyway, um, like I say, and it's it's completely non-tech person proof. Um, a good friend of mine down here is great musician, and he's. Uh, Put it this way, he's I mean, he's he's over 50. He's never had an email address. He's got a candy bar phone. Um, he's he he owns no computer. He's kind of completely just doesn't want anything to do with it. And uh, I was thinking, I wonder. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't say download the app because he hasn't got a phone that'll run it, but just if I gave it to him and if he could figure it out, then they're onto a winner because that guy is kind of like, yeah. Absolutely not up for that stuff at all. But, you know, what a great job for, to just get something to do, do something really simply without, you know, and, and keeping a lid on feature creep because that's always the thing that kills mm. stuff. Is I mean, I've done it just then. Wouldn't it be nice if when you... Brought something down, it introduced reverb. Hey, why didn't we have effects? Hey, it could can, it can run plugins that way. You know, I mean, it couldn't anyway. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, but keep it simple, stupid, which I think is kind of something that we've been thinking about quite a bit recently on the blog, actually. So there we go. Anyway, on that thought, uh, I think it's time to wrap things up. So uh, thank you very much, uh, and uh, it's good night from me. It's good night from me, and good night from me. Good night.